right, welcome to Viking 360, episode 122. I'm Mike Rubin, joined by Brian Johnson. Brian, the winter sports season, are uh, they're wrapping up. Uh, let's talk first about Lady Viking basketball. Great year for John Kennedy's club, Rube. They finished 18-7 and overall in the season. Uh, dealt with some illness in regional play as they dropped one to Logan. It was their third loss to Logan in the year, but they were dealing with some health health issues, but a great season for them overall. And the Lady Vikings won 18 games despite a, a challenging schedule. Uh, they played four opponents that have advanced to the upcoming state tournaments, including uh, George Washington in Class 4A, uh, Logan, Nitro, and Sissonville in Class AAA, and, and the Lady Vikings had two wins over Sissonville, another win over Nitro. Yeah, I had a chance to sit down with uh, Coach John Kennedy and kind of reflect on this season a little bit, Rube. Uh, uh, his best uh, so far in his career at Ripley High School, but he's already looking forward to next year. And Viking basketball finished at 10-12, and 12, just barely under 500. They could not get past Nitro in the opening round of the sectional tournament. Yes, yeah, second year in a row Nitro has ended the Viking season and a heartbreaker in that. They jumped out to a big lead, had a double-digit lead in the first half, couldn't hang on in the second half. Nitro uh, loaded with seniors, Rube, as we know. Uh, they were prepared for the moment. you got to tip your cap to those guys, and hopefully – um, the the feeling of that disappointment will burn inside these Vikings next year as we're going to return a good deal of our roster next year and hopefully make a run for the state tournament. And you had a talk with uh, Viking big man Luke Johnson. Yeah, he uh, talked to him the day after that loss. He was still a little bit in shock. You could uh, kind of see it in his face, the disappointment. Uh, they uh, The Viking student section was planning to take a pet bus to Winfield tonight. I mean, they had... Really felt like this was going to be a year they were going to advance into deeper into postseason play, but it didn't happen, and uh, he's uh, really tuned in to be ready to go for next year. And moving to wrestling action, we're uh, in the midst of the uh, state wrestling tournament. It continues uh, through Saturday down in Huntington, and Ripley had uh, four first round winners. Uh, Brock Matson won his first match uh, six to one, and then Ethan Kay, Brett Haskins, and Hunter Brown all won by pins. And it's also been a uh, successful wrestling season for Ripley graduate Chase Morgan. He's making his second appearance in the NCAA Division II Nationals, and he'll be going to St. Louis, uh, Missouri. I had a chance to interview Chase about that opportunity. Rube, what a career that young man has had. Uh, he has uh, become really a a well-known name in Division II uh, wrestling and, uh, you know, really across the United States and what he's been able to accomplish, and I'm super proud of him. And speaking of careers, uh, Ripley High alumni Mark Martin, he won another statewide honor, this one for his sports writing uh, accolades, and we'll talk to Mark ab about that award. Ruba, I don't know how Mark Martin has enough hours in the day to accomplish all that he accomplishes in a single day. For those of you who don't know how much Mark does, it's it's staggering uh, in the sports world what he's able to accomplish in only one day. And when you need Viking apparel, don't forget to get your T-shirts, hats, sweats, shorts, whatever, at RipleyVikings.com. And make sure you put in the coupon code VIKING360 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Here we go. Current West Liberty University wrestler Chase Morgan has been there and done that. 
and he's now qualified for the NCAA Division II National Tournament. It is called the Super Regional, and it was a Super Regional for former Viking, uh, West Liberty University wrestler Chase Morgan. Chase, congratulations on another big uh, tournament up there for you. Rube, thank you very much, and yeah, it was it was a great day. It was a great day. So kind of walk me through what all happened in that 165-pound uh, weight class up, up at the West Liberty. Um, you know, it was just uh, jam-packed weight. We had uh, four returning national qualifiers in the weight, and the criteria is only three guys can go. So uh, I was actually preceded fourth, and they predicted me not to go. But fortunately, uh, you know, I just stayed in my spots, listened to my coaches, and uh, the outcome in that third and fourth place match came in my favor. So I'm really blessed, thankful, and just excited for more. That's great. And speaking of more, that will come up here in about a week when you head to St. Louis uh, for the second year in a row. Uh, yeah, and that's a, that's a good thing, too. I mean, I think getting a chance to go back there and, you know, having a, a second, you know, chance, if you will, at, um, you know, getting some something I've set out myself to do for a long time. So I'm just excited to actually even be back in St. Louis. I mean, last year was kind of like everything was so, you know, big in my head, first time flying. Um, I don't know. They just set it up really well. And, you know, they it's the national tournament. So, you know, you're kind of just – overwhelmed at the whole environment but this year i have my groundings and um i just feel prepared and you know i'm just ready to do the thing chase how many wrestlers uh in your weight class uh will qualify to go to the uh, nationals uh i believe 16 okay and um and what was your experience like there last year it was good i mean like i said i really took it all in um Besides the wrestling part, I feel like I was just trying to be there for like, you know, I was enjoying all the moment and stuff. And then when it came to wrestle, I just, I don't know, I just didn't have what I wanted. And uh, I plan on, you know, you know, we get this week off. It's it's next week. So I plan on recollecting myself this week and just preparing and actually dialing in on the wrestling this, this time. That's, that's my goal. And just taking it one match at a time. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm just going to have fun. And Chase, while you have uh, this week off, that is not the case uh, for your alma mater. Uh, Ripley sending seven wrestlers uh, to the West Virginia State Tournament. So if looking back on your experience uh, down in Huntington, what advice might you have uh, for the high school wrestlers as they, uh, as they get ready for the state tournament this week? The best advice that I could give those guys, and I, I mean, you know, I'm talking with Matt a lot and stuff, but the best advice I could give those guys is to just focus on themselves and just really appreciate the work that they put in. Because um, I know for a fact how Matt works and how the team works. Uh, Ripley Wrestling works very hard, and it's it it has stayed in my like mental to continue to work hard throughout college. And, and Luke Miller, who's also on the team up here, is the same way. So I know these Ripley guys, and I know the work they put in. And the biggest thing I got for them is to not worry about those outside sources, but trust the inside work and all the stuff that you've done inside that wrestling room, uh, all the preparation, 
and just believe in yourself. That's some excellent advice, Chase, and I thank you for that, and, and good luck in St. Louis. Thank you, Rube. This weekend marks the 75th West Virginia High School State Wrestling Tournament. Seven Vikings have qualified. The list is comprised of seniors Brock Matson, Brett Haskins, and Eli Kuntz, junior Hunter Brown, and freshman Ethan Kay, Garrett Brown, and Cooper Durst. Softball preseason is here. The Lady Vikings were one game away from last year's state tournament and look for more good things this spring as we hear from head coach Ken Swisher. How was your offseason? Offseason was uh, still uh, not what we would like uh, just because uh, the pandemic virus stuff hasn't cleared up totally. So uh, uh, the kids have uh, played some ball, though, and, and uh, we got a lot of them come back. So uh, uh, we're, we're looking to build on what we uh, established last year. Talk about that for a minute, Coach. You guys had such a great year and came up just short in regional play, uh, you know, that you had a real opportunity to get the state tournament. I know you guys felt like uh, like uh, that was a possibility, and, and now – uh, as you enter this season, uh, I know that hopes are high and and uh, everyone's really excited about what could happen this year. Oh, most definitely. Uh, when you have uh, most of your players back and uh, they were they were young and they were learning uh, at a level that uh, takes you that that next step. Uh, they they are uh, very interested in in. Uh, willing to put in the time and effort and stuff and I, I think we have a good good chance to um, make it to the states but you know our region our region about eight out of the last 10 years has won the states so uh, our region is the, the stepping stone to get there coach now you've got a lot of bats returning your your offense should be uh, as good, maybe better as it was last year. Knock on wood. Obviously, you did. You were, you guys were flying softballs out of the park on a nightly basis. But I know up the middle for you, pitching and catching, you've got a lot to replace there. Yes, um, you know our number one pitcher, of course, graduated, Chloe, and she she was an outstanding uh, uh, competitor and and gave us everything she had. And then you have you have Grace Walsh, uh, which was a catcher that's uh, catching at Potomac State this year, and uh, she's uh, uh, she she was a, just a, a joy to coach. She was always energized and and ready to go, and and. Uh, very seldom that could people steal bases and uh, you know uh, now, the, now the rest of the kids are back uh, so we we, uh, we should be able to uh, put uh, close to what we had last year and maybe a little bit better uh, if we uh, can get everything ironed out and get everybody accept their responsibility and, and what their job is. I know you're itching to get back out there. I think you guys' first pitch you told me was March 17th in an away game. You make your home opener the next night uh, here on the 18th. That's really not that far off, Coach, uh, when you sit down and think about it. And and uh, you guys haven't even uh, really started to practice with your entire team yet. So uh, you'll have to do a lot of work in quick fashion. 
Uh, that's for sure. That's what. That's the difficult part of the, of the sport is, is uh, they don't give you uh, very much time to work with these kids. They, they give you two weeks once, once you get everybody out here, and then uh, sometimes you don't have them all in. If you have a, a particular student or, or athlete that's really good at another sport, that might drag on another week before they can come and spend full time with you. And, and we do. We have a couple. And uh, uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a challenge to get those kids in shape, ready to go at the beginning. Of course, we don't want to be right on top of our game right at the beginning and then uh, slow down. It's it's a misconception that you, you uh, want to start out hot. You want to end up hot, and so we we'll start out slow and play a lot of players at the beginning of the year and give some of these younger kids uh, an opportunity to show what they can do, and then. Uh, Hopefully, uh, by the end of the year, uh, we are going to uh, put the pedal to the metal and, and uh, get this thing done. Coach, you got a very athletic team. I, I expect you, much like last year, to be very sound and, and very good defensively. Yeah, I was real pleased with our, our accomplishments last year. We started out as a very young team, and, and uh, we had uh, three good seniors that led us there that, that helped us get to the point where we were. By, uh, by middle of the season or so, we were making some plays and, and doing what we needed to do to take the next step, and it was exciting to watch these kids. These kids play at a level that if everything goes right, uh, big things could happen. Coach, what will be your message to your team when you have everyone assembled together finally and all the other sports are over? What will be your message uh, to your group uh, before things get started off on March 17th? Well, this is a this is a time of the year that basically uh, we have to look at all the players that we have and see which player fits where in our lineup that will help the team the most. And, you know, there'll be there'll be two or three that will play different positions this year than what they did last year. And uh, whatever it is that makes this team the best uh, team that we can put on the field, defensively, offensively, running bases, then that's the way we'll roll. And it'll, it'll take us a while to figure it out. It's a puzzle each year. And, uh, yeah, you get everybody back, but at the same time, uh, what happens is uh, they they get a little bit better at defense or maybe a little bit better at hitting, and so they'll, they'll bump a few kids around at different uh, spots in the lineup. And uh, once they accept that and, and understand that whatever's best for the team, we're going to go. Coach, uh, it was good catching up with you. We really look forward to uh, seeing what's in store for you guys this season. And we certainly expect big things, so we look forward to uh, catching up with you down the road and also catching up with a lot of your players. Oh, it's great. Uh, I appreciate you guys getting a hold of us and, and uh, talking it over. And what happens in the future here, uh, if they have that same outlook, and I think they do, big things are going to happen. Ripley High grad Mark Martin has added yet another honor to his impressive resume. The longtime sports personality is being recognized this spring by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association. We're talking with the Ripley High graduate, Mark Martin, a recent recipient of the Gene Morehouse Award for 
sports writing. It's presented by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association. Mark, uh, congratulations on the award and for four decades of uh, sports writing in Jackson County. Yes, it's uh, it adds up real quick, Mike. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it was a big honor, a surprise, and uh, happy to uh, be receiving this uh, coming in uh, May, on May 1st. Well, Mark, tell me how you got your start uh, in, in writing for the local newspapers. Well, it kind of just happened, you know, like a lot of things do, right place, right time. I went to college to play football and brought major in communications, uh, kind of really focusing on radio and TV, and I got home from college at the end of my first semester, and my mom worked for the city police department, and she got to be really good friends with Rick Simmons, who was the publisher of the Jackson Herald. Rick had asked how I was doing, and my mom was telling him what I was majoring in, and he said, well, have him call me when he comes home for Christmas break. I can put him to work. And that's how it all started. I did a story on Walter McCrady, who was the father of the late Tom McCrady, who used to be Ripley's chief of police. And he had played baseball against the Cincinnati Reds when he was a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was my first article. And, man, it just took off from there. And I don't know, you know, I, I, I did it all through college. And I got out of college and sort of started going in the direction of broadcasting, first in radio and then television. And kind of before it was all said and done, I was kind of doing all three. And I have continued to write for the newspapers in Jackson County, the Jackson Herald, the Ravenswood News, the Jackson Star News ever since. And it all started there in December of 1979. And Mark, uh You've written about uh, some great accomplishments by uh, Jackson County athletes and some interesting characters, I'm sure, over the years. Oh, there's no question about it. And certainly writing for the newspapers developed a friendship with so many people, one of which was Paul Lanham, who obviously most know is a very well-known National Football League coach. And that led to me writing a book about Paul and his great career yeah, I've just made a, a ton of friendships through the years with uh, all these different articles. And, you know, to ask maybe what's a favorite, I, I don't know if I have one. But, uh, you know, obviously when I was very young, I did one on my cousin, Mike, who was a really good athlete, an up-and-coming athlete. And he got shot uh, accidentally in the leg uh, deer hunting. And it really kind of knocked his athletic career off track for a while. And I did a story about kind of his comeback and he did several stories like that. Uh, I wrote a story when my grandmother died. She lived to be 104, almost 105 years old. I mean, from a family standpoint, you know, I've done those kind of things. But, uh, boy, just each and every one, you know, the feature stories, a column, or just a, a plain old game story, they, they've, all been, they've all been special, and I've enjoyed all of them. And, Mark, for those who may not be familiar, uh, tell us who Gene Morehouse is, the, the namesake of the award. Yeah, well, Gene Morehouse was the sports information director and the voice of the Thundering Herd men's football and men's basketball teams and he was calling the game at east carolina in 1979 and it was aboard the plane that, that crashed and killed all 75 on board 
there on November 14th, 1970. And so the West Virginia Sports Writers Association decided to name this award in his honor. And through the years, they started it in 1979. And if you look at the list, and the list is on the West Virginia Sports Writers Association website, uh, which is really a good website, they list all of the award winners and certainly all of the Morehouse award winners through the years. It started in 1971. And, you know, so I'm going to be proud to be on that because there's a lot of these writers that I, I read and wanted to know and got to know. And then there are just a couple of broadcasters on there. Uh, Frank Lee, who was the longtime voice of Fairmont State, he was honored. And Jack Fleming, uh, the longtime voice of the Mountaineers, was honored. But most of them uh, are gentlemen that have, you know, spent a lifetime just solely doing sports writing. So, you know, honored to be on that list, no doubt. Well, Mark, congratulations uh, as a sportscaster and a sports writer. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's kind of neat, too. Uh, Gene Morehouse's son is Keith Morehouse, who works at WSAZ in Huntington. Keith and I are the same age and have been friends for a long time. So really honored to, you know, get a chance to accept this award uh, named in honor of uh, Keith's late father. Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. John Kennedy just completed his eighth season as the head coach of Lady Viking Basketball, and it was his best. He had 18 wins this year. Now we're only a few days into the offseason, but John is already setting his sights on next season. Coach, as always, thanks for being with me. I appreciate you. Always do. It's uh, awful special, the time that uh, you and Jeff and Rube and everybody, you know, gives these student-athletes Ripley High School in all sports. Coach, uh, before we look toward the future next year, you had one heck of a year this year. Uh, 18 wins, I believe. Uh, just a lot of accomplishments out of your girls. You played some great basketball. You know, it came to an end like it does for everybody except one state champion. Uh, but, man, you guys have a lot to be proud of. Yeah, these girls uh, definitely don't need to hang their heads about anything. I mean, like you said, to finish the season with 18 wins, uh, have the opportunity, you know, one game short of making uh, the Civic Center, you know, all the – wins that they've had this year. I mean, they've beat GW's first time in a long time. They had other wins against top 10 uh, teams in the state. Uh, just their success <clears throat> came from working in the off season and then even staying after practice, getting shots up. So the, the hard work and, and the commitment from these girls and their, their parents is definitely there and got the program right where it needs to be going into the future. You lose two seniors, uh, one of them a key member to that starting lineup. Talk a little bit about the loss of those two girls and what they meant to your program in different ways. Yeah, uh, key battled injuries 
uh, a couple years for us. She had a knee and then she had an ankle uh, that she went out last year. She played two and a half quarters for us all last year as a, as a junior. Um, and she's she kept leaving and she got in and she worked and played in fall league, which helped our girls out tremendously. And, you know, as season went on, especially that second half of the season, man, she became a woman on a mission. She was rebounding the ball, her shots were falling for her, and she was having fun out there on that court. Uh, so, you know, I love her to death, wish her the best of luck uh, and everything coming to her in her future. Uh, but she's always going to be welcome in this family and, and program for as long as I'm a part of it. And, uh, You've got, uh, I'm going to screw her name up, <clears throat> I apologize, but Humena, uh, what a wonderful young lady. Uh, she didn't see a lot of varsity playing time for us. Uh, loves these girls, was the biggest cheerleader on the bench for them, was happy for their success. And that's rare in, in a young lady to have that type of character about her to where she understands like, okay, I know where I am at skill-wise, but I still love being around the girls, love being a part of it. And, you know, not seeing that smiling face every day and having that positive outlook on life, I'm going to miss her for sure. And both those young ladies are first-class individuals. Now, I know you're going to fish and you're going to do a lot of fun stuff in the off season, but, man, you got a lot of talent returning next year. You, you're bringing a lot of uh, points per game back. Uh, you're bringing a lot of assists back. You're bringing a lot of rebounds per game back. You're going to be loaded again next year coming back off of an 18-win team. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to, <clears throat> to replace um, Kiana for sure. But, you know, the majority of our scoring with, with Mac, uh, with Sophie, and you had Aaron there some games, it's just thinking, well, how in the world did – where did she score 15 points at? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're looking for her to be a little bit more consistent. Um, and we, like we were talking about before the interview, <clears throat> we're going to have to change up our style of play a little bit uh, next year. Uh, it's where, you know, we can get Ellie in that rotation, get Corbin in there, get Liv in there, um, you know, and it may be a little bit more up-tempo than, than what uh, our fans are used to seeing, but that's a style of play that we've got to go <clears throat> towards next year, and we've got to work on it this off season. And You know, I was looking just a little bit ago before you got here about, you know, the things that we're going to get into during the three-week period. You know, like you said, I'm going to – going fishing and I already talked to Coach Reed last night and we're headed out to the lake this, this Saturday to, to do uh, do just that. But uh, we'll take a month or so off and then we'll get fired back up this spring, get ready for the three-week period, going to Nitro uh, and their shootout. And then we're going to go to Eastern Ohio Sports Complex, which is uh, um, Bob Huggins' brother runs up there. It's a gauntlet in two and a half days. Uh, those girls will play, I think it's somewhere close to 30 games in two and a half days. Uh, they're going to be tired, but it's nothing that these girls aren't used to. So it's going to be exciting, but the girls they've really got, don't, don't be satisfied. You know, keep that hunger and, and just keep on striving to take that next step next year. Getting that close this year, Coach, do you think that will stoke that fire to, to set foot on that uh, Civic Center floor next year for your girls? Absolutely. You know, last year the thing that we kept talking about all season th this year was that taste – and, you know, that memory of that defeat that, that Winfield gave us the season before. And these girls are going to be hungry. You know, we were right there just getting ready to. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, you, you battle sickness 
all year through basketball season, and it just hit us at the wrong time of the year. It's, you know, one of the most important games of your season, of the, of some like Keanu's career, and we've got a ton of players sick. You know, hats off to Logan. They're probably going to be playing for a state championship, but it would have been nice to be healthy, you know, across the board, all the girls, to and play that game again. Coach, enjoy the calm waters on Saturday and all off season. We look forward to next year, and thanks for the time as always. Uh, I definitely will, Coach Reed, and, uh, and I are going to definitely enjoy some R and R and quality time and uh, coaching stories on Saturday, and uh, we're going to get after it. Just completed his junior season. It was one in which he averaged a double double. But Luke Johnson is going to do everything possible to get to the state tournament next year. Thanks for taking the time, Bob. Yep, thank you. You're the day after a pretty emotional, difficult loss. The season just ends so abruptly. Uh, has it hit you yet that uh, the season's over? Uh, as you went to school today, you don't have practice tonight. Um, seems like everything just immediately changes after a loss like that. Yeah, it sucks. I don't think we were really expecting to face that loss last night. Like We had high hopes for playing tomorrow night, but it just – change big year for you man you uh, average double double and you know sometimes we take that for granted and you take some criticism sometimes when you have a 15 and 10 night and uh, I can remember many years we were begging to have somebody have 15 and 10 talk about your junior season and uh, some of the strides you made and maybe some of the things you want to work on in the off season. yeah it was good I mean I think it could be better of course I mean I think it's probably my best year yet um I think I need to. I just need to work on trying to. I might try to step out some, like step outside some. I think with like the next level, that's like what a lot of the big players do now is step outside and play that game. Talk about uh, playing down on the block as a big guy, and you know, seven foot tall, and you're a head taller than most of the guys guarding you. Uh, there's not. You don't get a lot of relief, and a lot of that's because of your size. The officials a lot of times will let things go. Because you are so much bigger than everybody else, how frustrating does that get throughout the year? Uh, it gets old. I mean, starting the game out, I mean, I, of course it's going to happen, but when they keep missing the calls over and over and over, it just gets tiring. Now I'm getting beat up. You guys uh, are returning a lot next year. Uh, I know it's hard to look toward next year right now because this year just ended, but uh, over the next few weeks you'll get involved with AAU and, and start to look forward to uh, your senior season, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, but you guys should be uh, pretty well loaded next year, bringing everybody back and hopefully have a chance to make a run at Civic Center. Yeah, I think we'll be twice as good as the team are as we are this year. Uh, we're all locked in. We're all ready for next year. I think um, we're all like we're all I mean, we're all going to buy in. I mean, we're we're going to put that work and just try and be a better team. What what do you feel like the difference is between a team like Nitro uh, that knocked us off last night and, and where we are right now? What do we have to do as a team to take that next step? I think we had to, as a whole, have to play better defense. I think that's where the game starts. That's you have to you you have to play defense to win the game. I mean that's like our biggest thing right now. Lou, congratulations on a great junior year. We look forward to what's in store for you your senior season. But enjoy AAU season and good luck there. Thank you. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.